This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got questions for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty! Carrie Ann, am I excited to be here today? Hey, this is a good day. Man, we've got a we great, a great, great, great event here that we're about to share, and I'm looking so forward to it. One of my absolute favorite people on the planet is that man sitting next to you, Mr. Yes. Tom Henry, Welcome. the founder of Feed America First. Tom, thank you for being here today. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I love these opportunities. I, I get to tell stories that I like to people that I like, so well, um, it, it's a good day for me, too. We are blessed, and, and you have a very important person in your life right now, Mr. John Sullivan. John, thank you for being here, sir. Hey, thanks, Monty. It's good to be here. I've really look, uh, looked forward to spending some time and talking about something I care deeply about. Yes. I know you do. You know, a couple of weeks ago, as you remember, you came into our office uh, and sat down with Connie and I. And <clears throat> whew. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was... It, 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 it gets taps, worked up. It taps at heart. So, so especially this season, you mm. know, giving back. It's it's the it's tis the season to give, you know. And um, I think you were on our one of our first or second radio shows that Monty and I did so days, so yes. many yeah. many years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And to learn all things about Feed America First um, is something really special. And for those that don't know, you're gonna you're gonna learn something really great today. And um, your heart's gonna be open, and you're gonna get choked up as much as, as Monty does because um, you've created just an, an amazing organization that just makes a difference for so many each and every day. Well, that's certainly our intention. When Back in, back in 2000, in my corporate job, I was, I was looking for something that, uh, where I could make a bigger difference. I mm-hmm. could be more significant. And being in the restaurant business, I was fully aware of how food goes around the country sure. and how, how people buy and consume food. But I started taking a look at hunger, and I was just appalled that in a company in a country that is so rich, that forty percent of the food that we produce ends up in a landfill. Yet, fifteen percent of the population is hunger right. is hungry. Mm. And how could that be? And so it seemed like a, an opportunity for me to use my business experience to kind of connect those dots. That that there had to be a way to take this uh, this this glut of wholesome food, food that had already been manufactured and give it to somebody that could use it before it went bad mm. so that was uh, that was the intent i also saw that that uh, of the hunger relief being addressed in the united states at that time more than more than 55 percent of it was in the in the metropolitan areas where where you have a high density of people in mm-hmm. need but that left all the rural areas where it's harder to get to them and right. but the need is just as just as dramatic so so i felt like somebody needed to address that and that somebody needed to be me and you made it happen well it's well, starting uh, a, you started with a pickup right yeah going, i started with around. a pickup at a day old bread store but uh uh my but look uh, what you've done over how many years now 22 22, 22 years. years well it's it's been a whole lot more than me this is this yeah. has been a uh, uh a work of faith uh i felt called to do it i i've been ill-equipped to handle the things that we needed to do but i always found people that had the answers i've i've found ways to do things far beyond anything i, I could have ever imagined uh in fact i'm just kind of holding on for the ride that uh, I, i've always said that 
if there's any limits to feed America first, it doesn't need to be my imagination. I don't want to be the cork in the cork in the bottle. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we invite people. We always look for ways to get better. We and that's what brings us to this significant opportunity that we've been so blessed and so overwhelmed with with food and the need to feed hungry people. But we're coming off our two best years ever in terms of the amount of food that we've had to process, and we've been overwhelmed with it. And uh, the the unfortunate reality to it is that the need is going up, and right now, more than sixty percent, close to close to eighty percent of the food that we're getting is perishable. It's got to be handled very quickly and has to has to get out quickly, and we don't have the facilities to do it. So and it's, t- so t- it's the good food. It's the foods yes, we want to feed food. people, yes. right? This yes. is this is that's why there's such a need. So, Tom, just to catch up with people that may not be familiar with Feed America First. You went from the pickup and the day-old bread to, and I'm sure you were being a blessing to those that you were touching, but now how many families are, uh, are fed because of Feed America First on a monthly basis, roughly? Our best guess is around 40,000 families a month. 40,000. We, that's, do, that's that. we do that by providing food to over 250 small organizations, ministries, children's homes, uh, shelters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do the actual handing out the boxes of food our job is to equip them to do that so mm-hmm. so we have a small staff a staff of uh, of 10 and uh, and we impact these 250 ministries every single month by giving them food to give away mm-hmm. you know tom i think the one of the first things that spoke to me the first time that connie and i went to uh, one of the dancing of the nashville stars was the you know you get a little skeptical in today's world and i'm sorry i you know I, i'm guilty of that because you know people have their hands out and so forth and you don't you're torn are they real are they playing games are they playing the system or whatever and to find out what kind of net uh, of, of, a, of a dollar is it something like 97 cents of every dollar something like that or 96 a little better a, than 98 percent 98 cents on a dollar actually goes to the goes to the to, mission goes to the that mission. Uh, that less than two percent goes to administrative and, and fundraising that's expenses. incredible that's amazing i've yeah. never heard of that before mm-hmm. that's incredible well, well we, i mean that yeah that's changed some of our outlooks on certain charities you yeah, know when you start to see what that where, where the money is um going so that's amazing it's going back to the mission i love that well and that's a that's a 20 plus year average it's not like we're we're new to that we've always been a very lean organization and we've always leveraged volunteers and and uh, everything we could possibly do to to make it more cost effective to to distribute this food but uh, we're very proud of the fact that we take good care of a dollar yeah, so, and raise uh, creatively raise money for those that are, do not yeah. remember this yes. one over here uh, yeah. did a little disco number. Uh huh. Yeah, John I Travolta. I haven't danced since, and I understand you haven't danced since your your big debut. Hey, I'm afraid we broke buns, both of you. My buns are still a rolling. Let me tell you. But that was I was telling him a little bit earlier. That was the hardest thing I've ever challenged myself to do, and it, and it was such a rewarding time because a you're challenging yourself to to this experience, but also knowing that by doing this experience, you're raising amazing dollars for an amazing cause. So um, I for can't wait. To who don't know this is a, a dancing with the nashville stars is patterned after the abc show dancing with the stars and so each of these two people had to train with a dance professional for a couple of months and then tell all their friends that they needed to come see it and pay for that privilege right and uh, so we gathered at the factory and on their respective years and, and just had a wonderful party and both of them worked so hard to uh, to 
they put their all into it and and we were enormously blessed by the whole thing yeah it was a, it was a great great show the memories are just recently popping up from so, so many years ago so Tom, love it. refresh my memory how many people does a hundred dollars feed with feed america first well, that would be a thousand to fifteen hundred meals thousand listen to, 1500 to that wow. meals over i never forget one time at a bni meeting sharing this getting up and sharing to all these business people that look every hundred dollars feeds over a thousand uh people and a, and a man afterwards handed me a hundred dollar bill and he goes man that feels so good i just mm. fed a thousand people mm-hmm. i mean that was so it was so visual and it was so real it was so you know compassionate mm-hmm. well john you know we invited you here because you came in again i i, I, I honestly did get choked up because when i think about tom and his commitment and and the things that are done the people that are, are touched it does choke me up in all sincerity yeah. but you came in and, and you you painted a picture of a situation that's coming that that's that's what this um this uh, sharing today is about is to is to to really clarify you know how we can fulfill a need that is huge and can you can you share with us on, on that? You, who are you, and why are you here? And sure, I, I'm <laughs> delighted to be here. I, I am. Let me tell you about the guy in this seat right here. Yes. I, I am. Uh, my heart is just with Feed America First right now. And some things I didn't share with you before. I want to tell you now. I'm also a rural boy. I grew up in Fairview, and my generosity story started when I was five years old. We didn't have much, and we were at that time living off of triple coupon boxed potatoes, okay? Winter was coming. We didn't have much, and we knew things were going to be very lean. Um, my mom and dad had a, uh, a part of their life that they made sure that they stuck to, and that was when things were lean, they increased their Sunday contribution, okay? Mm-hmm. So wow. at church, when things were lean, they gave a little more. And that's just so counterintuitive. Who does that? When things are lean, you buckle down and you save. But they had made this kind of vow with each other. And so this particular time when I was five years old, they buckled down and said this year, or this this Sunday, five more dollars in the church collection plate. Now, this is rural church, small sure. church. And so they did their part. When we got home, our basement had been broken into. Someone had gotten through the passage door, and we were all real, very nervous, scared, something maybe somebody was in the house. Dad went inside and checked everything out to make sure we were safe. And when we wa- walked in, uh, Dad was crying. What's going on? What happened? He opened the deep freeze. And that morning while we were at church, someone had put an entire pig processed fully in our deep freeze. Wow. We had pork, pork chops, sausage, bacon, pork roasts. We mm. got to eat all winter because someone had been very generous to us. Mm, Amazing. That story sits with me today, and it's the reason I am generous to others. And um, we found that a local farmer knew of our situation and wanted to make sure that we had food for the winter. So the guy that sits in the chair right here beside you grew up in need of a place like Feed America First. Well, now, as I'm nearly 40, and as I am working professionally with organizations in their fundraising and helping them clarify their mission to others and share their story, uh, I came across Feed America First, and it resonated with my roots. They are feeding people who are hungry in rural areas that do not have uh, sustenance for themselves. Uh, I was appalled. Uh, I was appalled at the comorbid problem that we have in this world. And that is food is going to waste in landfills, lots of food, millions of pounds of food. At the same time, people are hungry and don't know where their meal's coming Mm -hmm. from. 
And so when I encountered Tom and Feed America first and jumped on their team, uh, I became eminently aware of how this message needed to be shared just so broadly. People need to know that there is a solution to the problem of scarcity, of hunger, of our landfills overflowing with food. And that solution is feed America first. And so uh, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, especially in this group here, but I can tell you more than anything, I'm touched by the work that's being done at Feed America First. Oh, amazing work. You know, and I think today we're speaking of a very special need, right? Because you speak of all the perishables, all the really good food, the substance that we want to feed so many um, need a place to be stored, Right, need right, need, need some place to go because if not, then you're actually having to throw that out, which is such a waste um, because it can go to so many um, so many folks in need. So, share more about that special need that you're looking for. What what are you what are you aiming to um, gain here soon? The project that we're outlining is to build an 8,400 square foot cooler freezer that's 24 feet tall and it'll hold the equivalent of 20 tractor trailer loads of of cold food amazing yeah we have not had uh, access to that much refrigerated storage over the last years and we get a a lot of the food right now 60 to 80 percent of the food we get is perishable and we need to turn it very quickly we we've been able to do that successfully by sending a lot of it out of state but that's food that could stay right here within our footprint within 250 miles of of murfreesboro and if we had the capacity then then the people within our footprint could benefit from that because it's the most nutritious stuff you can get. Mm-hmm. It's the dairy and it's it's the produce and it's prepared meals and meats and and uh, and this is all stuff that's it's not close to the sell by date. Generally, when when manufacturers distributors offer this to us, it's straight off the line. They just know they're not going to be able to sell it, and so they'd rather give it away than throw mm-hmm. it away. So, Tom, just to make sure that people understand where the food is coming from. Uh, you d- you've alluded to it, but it's, so this is coming from manufacturers. It's coming from farmers. I'm t- tell tell us where the ju- the majority of the food comes from. The majority comes from food distributors, from grocery companies, from uh, from chains. Uh, it's not from grocery stores. It's from the people who supply the grocery stores. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so it's always grade A quality, uh, still within its sell by date. Uh, so it's it's wholesome food by mm-hmm. by every stretch of the imagination. John, when you shared with us the other day, my first response was, that is criminal. That shouldn't be. Can you, can you share that story again? Absolutely. I, in getting to know Tom and his team early on, Mike Womack and some of his board, uh, I, I, we're sitting in a meeting talking about our fundraising strategy. We're going to make sure that this need is taken care of. Um, in the middle of that meeting, their executive director at the time just said, um, let me tell you what's at stake here. I said, so what, what happens? When we, when we raise this money, what happens? What changes for this organization? He said, well, you don't have to take my words for it. Let me pull up an email that I just received a day or two ago. Uh, it was from an executive at Tyson's Food. And it was, uh, we have imminent need for someone to come pick up millions of pounds of chicken chicken legs, chicken thighs, the product that's not selling as quickly uh, in the grocery stores right now. Of course, breast meat and wings are very popular right now. We all love chicken wings, Uh, but they're not selling the chicken legs and thighs as quickly. And so the need was simple. They reached out to Feed America first and said, if you can have trailers here that are cooled and chilled, take our product, our raw product back to your location, package it, clean it, and have it done. It's yours. 
Oh, and by the way, it'll be ready next month and the following month and the following month. We're talking about millions of pounds of protein Mm -hmm. that will be distributed to the rural areas in Tennessee. And at this moment, Tom, if I'm not, I mean, I don't think I'm mistaken. You're not equipped to be able to take loads like that. But in the future, the goal is to be able to respond to that need to be able to say, we're first in line. Feed America First already is a partner to Tyson Foods or Purdue or some of these other major, major food uh, sources to be able to say, yeah, we're ready. We're sending trucks. Mm -hmm. They're on the way. And then we're going to make sure it gets in the hands of hungry people. So, Tom, to to make sure I understand things, right? I'm a simple guy. So you have the food is available. Yes. The the transportation is available. You have the trucks. You have the help that can drive the trucks. Yes. We we have four trucks, four refrigerated trucks, and we have an independent trucker that helps us with our our bigger loads. And Mm -hmm. we have access to all the trucks we need. Okay, so we just need a place to put it, right? That, right. It, that can keep right. it refrigerated. Until you we've solved the transportation problem on the scale that we operate on, and uh, we've it, it's it's the logistical problem is where are we going to hold this cold food while we give it away? Right. Well, and to think your percentage of what is kept for administration is so small. There's not like a lot of funds sitting to the side to. Create. Like most nonprofits, there's not a lot of funds right. sitting on the side. Exactly. And so that's why we're coming out and just yeah. continuing to mm-hmm. share the word. I mean, this is tis the season to give, right? Yes. Um, and it should be um, within our hearts. Many of us um, have our own stories, mm-hmm. you know, of the past, and we're blessed. God put us in a great position today to continue to give and do amazing things, um, you know, for others. Um, and so I love many more people who do not know about Feed America First. This is your time to really learn about it, to know that this. This is local. This is, like you say, and on our current footprint here within Middle Tennessee on the rural side, I think that is really making a difference for for so many, especially as we navigate into, you know, our, our winter seasons, you know, and many people are known to eat plentiful all throughout, you know, and then there's, there's others. um, We just do that so naturally. um, And to know that we can help even more by working so hard towards this new project and assisting uh, with Feed America First um, and, and working hard towards that refrigeration. One of the hardest realities that I had when I first became known of of Feed America First was there are people right now, thousands of them trying to make a decision. Do I buy medication? Do I pay the rent? Or do I buy food? Because there's not enough money for everything. I think that's why there's, you know, you said again, 40,000 families a month that you're touching with this. Yes, yes. And, and that number will go up as our capacity increases. Right. Well, it's other, not like that's the cap. That's well, just what we can handle. Well, the other part of that is we're, we, we, we live in a very weird world right now where, you know, I don't see the need for food changing any other, other than going up with, you know, the all the different challenges our, our country is realizing right now. So that's why I think it's, that's why I put in my heart, we need to get this word out as quickly as possible. It's criminal to think that that much chicken is available to be fed to, to, to thousands of people and not, not provide that, that ability to hold it since we've got everything else in place. And, and the story is a story of one. We can talk about this problem on scale. Tractor trailer 
you know, loads, millions of pounds of food, 40,000 families needing this food. But let's boil it down to the one. I was the five-year-old kid that needed this, yeah. mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And there are these children, and there are these single moms, there are these single parents, there's the grandmother rearing and raising her grandchildren all across our state in this region that this is their lifeline. Mm-hmm. And so I love talking about 40,000 people who will be impacted by this. But more than that, it's, it, let's just think about the one. The one hungry person who will eat uh, Thanksgiving, who will eat Christmas meal, who will have food provided to them simply because of the great work that Tom and his team is doing at Feed America First. The number, uh, I've heard that there were thousands of, of kids that didn't get fed because they didn't go to school because of the the pandemic situation where, where schools were shut down and so forth, that must have just been... It know. was heartbreaking. The backpack programs that go on in schools where kids are taking food home on the weekend, that all dried up. That was that was done. So so many kids were depending on schools to provide the food mm-hmm. through the through the summer. That was that was off the table. Mm-hmm. So the the it got very urgent. And and in God's greater plan, he provided more food. Yeah. We had we had more food and better food than we'd ever had and and there's a practical reason for it. I mean, all the California produce fields came due came time to harvest at the same time right as all the schools and all the restaurants closed and the government stepped in, bought that up and used food banks like ours to help push that out to the families in need. So we were positioned well to do that. We could have handled a lot more if we'd had the cooler space to do it, but uh, but we had fo- we had food to feed those families for those mm-hmm. kids that didn't get their meals at school mm-hmm. like they had been. And talk about God's ultimate plan. I work with a lot of nonprofits across this country, and the 2019-2021 time period was a time where a lot of organizations struggled. You know, they were lean and trying to make a difference. Uh, look at the difference of our world during that time and how it benefited Feed America First. They are positioned right now and primed to do more because during that period of time they just learned scale they learned how to grow their operations they learned how to put food in more people's hands and so you know when tom and i talked early on is this the right time are we choosing the right time to do this absolutely because they are prepared Uh, we have a world who is prepared for this kind of need and i'm a believer in people i think people are just good and will hear this message and say you know i can do something about this Mm -hmm. i care about how Hunger. Yeah. I care about children, and I care that this food that's nutritious doesn't end up in a landfill somewhere. John, how do people who are hearing this message and speaking to their heart, how can they give? We, we need a lot of people to step up in a number of ways. If you are someone who is generous by nature, we want you to look in yourself to uh, do some research about Feed America First. You can get online, pull their 990, look at their stewardship of funds, their financial controls. There's no indebtedness in this organization. They are a trustworthy organization. I look to those people and say, this is an easy give. You know, Do some research and then make a gift. Uh, we're also looking for creative and innovative donors. You know, Philanthropy is a growth idea and a, and a growing thing in our country. And we're looking for people who want to think creatively, just like you're doing, helping us get the word out and using your influence to share about the mission happening at Feed America First. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also looking for leadership uh, givers, people who will say, you know, we have some ability, we have some capacity, and we care during this season that that hunger stops, uh, that just like Feed America First, uh, their motto is, you know, we want to live in a world where no 
one goes hungry. Okay, no one in our neighborhood will be going hungry. We're looking for five to ten partners who will come forward with a significant major gift and say, not only do we believe in this organization, but we want you to use our gift to motivate others. And so, matching gifts for a part of to be a part of this campaign to step forward and say, here's a twenty-five thousand dollar gift. It's yours if you can get it matched by the end of December thirty-first. Man, Tom, I would love doing that. Somebody to come forward. That, wouldn't that be exciting? Someone to say, here is a significant gift. See if this will motivate others uh, to give as well. Um, we're looking for anyone to be generous because generosity is born out of a story where we learned that we did not create generosity, but we are responding to an ultimate grace and an ultimate generosity that was shown to us first. We are reacting. We're not creating anything new. Mm. Powerful. Wow. Wow, that's all I can say. So... Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you for uh, sharing the, the vision. Thank you for sharing the need. And, um, and thank you for the, the opportunity, again, is to go to feedamericafirst.com. Is that how we can get connected, Tom? That's the best way, yes. Okay. Feed and America. you can donate right there, you said. Absolutely. Yes. And so I challenge everybody in the season of giving to definitely do what I'm going to do, which is go to feedamericafirst.com and give. Uh, Because again, something so small can make such a big, big difference. We're grateful that you are with us today. Thank you so much for being here. And we can't wait to have you come back. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.